to Mind Matters with Sandy and Kathleen. No Sandy, again. As this is another video and podcast in our series of My Corona, as I'm calling it, our experience of COVID-19, the COVID-19 pandemic and how we are dealing with it around the world. So I am welcoming the lovely Wee Chen. Hello. <laughs> and you are in Singapore. <laughs> So we're going around the world, so we've, we've spoken to a couple of people in Australia, if you haven't seen those videos and, or heard the podcast, and now we're in Singapore. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Wee Chen. Hey Kathleen, hi everyone. Thank you for having me, um, and very happy to be on the show as well, to share with all of you my experience, um, you know, during the COVID-19 um, pandemic. So I live in Singapore, and my family is in Malaysia. Oh, so you're separated from your family. You're the only one there in Singapore. I have my sisters, um, but my sisters are married, so they're not living together with me. So I'm alone in Singapore, yes. And you're, you keep in constant contact with your family at home? Yes, I do. I mean, I'm talking to my mum almost on a daily basis right now. I mean, in the past, before the crisis, um, you know, I call her a couple of days, but right now it's, it's almost daily, yes. Yeah. Every couple of days, you're a good daughter. You're a very good daughter. <laughs> Some people couldn't say every couple of days, but that's every day. So it's part of the Asian culture. <laughs> well, that's true. You can't stray far from the herd. And your in your sisters, do you? So your sisters are in Singapore. Yeah. Yes. One of my sisters is in Singapore. Yeah. So she's married. So children. Yeah. So she. I don't stay with her. Yeah. No. So how do they live? Do you normally see them? If you, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, would you see them? Yeah. I do. Like, you know, you know, every other weekend, if I'm not travelling, I get to see them, but not now. Not now. Under the lockdown, no. And they have children as well, do they? Yes. My sister has two young children. So there's a lot of stress for her as well right now because the schools and all the childcare are closed in Singapore. And everyone's working from home. So I've been talking to Wee Chen a few times in the last couple of weeks about what's been going on in Singapore. And every time we do discuss things, the situation has changed quite dramatically. So things were... Oh, so let's go back a little bit. So you've been working from home since the second week in February. Is that correct? Yes. Singapore as a country raised the disease outbreak and control response. Um, since February 7, I still remember that was a Friday. So our company has taken the same precaution as well. So um, we activated the business continuity plan and I started working from home on that following week on February 10. So I've been staying at home for quite a while. But in February, it was still okay. We can still go out and we are not required to wear a mask as well. But just to your point, the precaution, the advisories are getting tighter by the day. So it's, it's harder to go out right now and we need to wear our masks. Um, that's yeah, a, sorry to interrupt more. you. That that's a that was a new directive, wasn't it, about wearing masks in public? That only came yes. in, was that about a week ago, 10 days ago? Yes. Yeah, so that was You're new. absolutely right. So prior yeah. to that, it was optional? Yes. Yes. If you are sick, then you should wear a mask. That was the advisory in the past, but um, now is no. No. And so you're is still... Is wearing a mask compulsory in Australia at this no. point? No. No. Okay. At, at this point in time, so this is being recorded on the 19th of, 
of April, we're still having a PPE, um, a personal protective um, gear. I've gone, I've gone totally. <laughs> equipment. equipment. <First laughs> I went blank then. My brain just turned off. Um, we're having a PPE shortage issue here still in Australia. So they're, they're sort of asking yeah. people to either make your own masks, not to yeah. buy up a lot of masks so that it's not taking away from the medical professionals. Having said that, we don't have a lot of cases here at the moment. So we were just discussing this yeah. before that uh, I think we have, and I could look it up exactly, there's about 6,000, 6,500, I want to say, in Australia, of which the vast majority have recovered. So in Victoria, we only have today around about 140 people that are still positive and active, and half of those are in hospital. So of which I think about 15, off the top of my head, are in ICU. So um, we haven't got a lot of people out in the community with it. And we've been doing broad community testing for about the last five days where they will test anyone that has any symptom of COVID-19, regardless of where you have or haven't travelled or if you know you've been in contact with someone. So you can just basically say, I've got a sore throat and a fever and they will test you at a fever clinic. It's quite a different situation in Singapore, isn't it? With um, So you need to wear a mask when you go out. Yes, um, but not necessarily surgical masks. The government distributed reusable um, cloth, washable face masks, um, just to your point, because there is indeed a shortage of PPE. Um, but, you know, but we are encouraged, no, sorry, it's mandatory right now. We do have to wear that mask when we go out. But it's good that Australia has it under control, at least at where you are. But um, people still need to stay vigilant. That is that's for right. Sure. That's right. And we've got, so we're, um, till May the 11th, they're reviewing the, the, the statewide restrictions that we have. And then I believe it's May 17th, they're reviewing the federal ones, but I would not expect those to be lifted at all for at least another, at least another fortnight before after that. So maybe in June sometime they may relax things, but so, and there was also, so you're, you obviously, like you said, you've been working from home since the beginning of February, but that became, that was your, your company selected that, but then it became mandatory. Um, when was that about? That was about two weeks ago, was it, that they decided about you had to two, work? Two. Yeah. I mean, the, the government really mandated working from home, I think, two to three weeks ago, yes. Hmm. So you, are you live on your own? Yes. Yes. So how do you find that? Are you genuinely, generally a social person? Are you out there, dinner with friends, drinks after work? Do you do aerobics on a Tuesday night? What is it that... Um, <laughs> are, you, are you out there doing lots of things in the community normally? Um, I guess I do to a certain extent, but at the same time, I am... Also, so on this question about whether I'm a sociable person, I guess a lot of my friends are, you know, um, from all over the world, people like Laurel. So my social interaction, yes, um, for the friends that I have locally in Singapore, I enjoy drinks with them. But at the same time, my interaction with a lot of my friends are actually virtual, okay. uh, way before COVID-19. So um, where we are right now, it does change to a certain extent. I mean... I haven't had happy hour for a long time. <laughs> so I that. Yes, I do. But, uh, but uh, it, it's not something that, it is, you know, I, I understand the situation and what we need to do right now. So um, I, I wouldn't get too stressed over a change in terms of my social interaction. 
for the friends that I have locally in Singapore, we do Zoom, Zoom courses like what you and I are doing right now. Um, we have a virtual high team, which is quite fun. Um, so Good. yeah, life still goes on. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a different ways of interacting and, and connecting with all the friends and, and family that you have. And so you're quite comfortable with being at home on your own for days at a time. Like, how, how long has it been since you've left the house now? How long have I been in the house? Um, as I said, since February, middle of February. So, so you haven't, no, what I get is how, how long has it been since you've physically walked outside your door? Because you must go shopping and to get food. Most of my shopping online. Oh, I, I do okay. go downstairs for a walk. So uh, the last time when I went downstairs for a walk, it was it was yesterday. Okay, that was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but but I wasn't really interacting with people. Like like I don't talk to people anymore when I go for a walk. No. <laughs> Well, I, I had the most amount of social interaction with people today because I, I was saying before I was working in the garden at our rental property, which is in the front garden, and I couldn't believe yeah. the volume of foot traffic of people coming past and everybody was, hello, they were very happy to say hello because I think because we've all been in our houses for so long that um, they'll talk to a stranger that's pulling weeds out of a garden because that's just, that's someone to talk to. <laughs> So it was quite. Um, so I've had a lot of social interaction, even though maintaining about two or three meters of distance from where I was working to the footpath. But um, yeah, I was a very popular distancing. person. <laughs> I can see that, but um, no, I, I I haven't experienced that where I am. Maybe I wasn't friendly as well. At all. I was like, okay, put on your mask social distancing, stay far away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. So you've been delivering, you're getting food delivered online, are you? Yes. Yes, yeah. it's been a bit of a challenge to get that done here in Australia. The supermarkets have been unable to cope with deliveries of groceries, so they've, they've just restricted it basically to the high-risk people, the, the vulnerable, as we call them. So yeah. ones over 65, I think it is, or over 70 it might be or um, that are on a disability pension. So we have to go to the supermarket if we need supermarket items. So okay. um, so you're very lucky if you're able to get things delivered. Um, I did get pizza it, delivered. It is, it, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm not a big, big fan for pizza, but <laughs> um, it, it's not that easy as well in Singapore. Um, the slot are hard to get. So literally you have to plan quite carefully when you get your delivery as well so um, but it is still possible and the, and the good news is because I'm alone so my food consumption is not that high as well versus somebody with family like my sister um, those will be a lot challenging so I, I do sympathize with her and a lot of people yes. as well with the family we're having that that issue as well I, I can't believe the volume of food we're going through it's not me eating it but it <laughs> But when you have a six and a half year old at home that he just thinks everything is just, he just wants to eat the fridge. He's just, he wants to eat, he's eating more food than I would, I could ever imagine. He eats more than what I do. I would say he eats more than <laughs> twice what I do. And I, yes, so I've had to shop, I'm going shopping once a fortnight, basically. But, uh, but the amount of food that we buy is astounding. It's astounding. And it's, it's all, we, we predominantly eat fresh food. So um, yeah. I buy, I go to the fruit market, our fruit and vegetable market, and I buy huge amounts of fruit. And I think we're never going to eat this, and then it's gone. So at least <laughs> we're eating well, 
but he is eating a lot. So he's and he's grown. I think he's grown maybe at least an inch since we went into self isolation. So he's just he's yeah. So I I envy you. I envy you first of all being able to get shopping delivered and secondly not requiring a lot of it. So I am envious. Well, when of you that. when you have a family, it, it is indeed very different. Like. Mm. Um, my other sisters who live in Malaysia, same thing, when you have growing up child or children, they do eat a lot more, especially when they get trapped at home. So it is that balance, I guess, we as, as parents like yourself um, need to struggle. It's not easy, but um, it's part of learning, coping with the pandemic. I think he's just happy at home. I think when he goes to school, he doesn't eat as much because he's away from here. <laughs> So he's because on the normally on the weekends he is quite the eater, but now that we're doing okay. home education, he's just like, oh, I'll have a mango and some grapes, and I'll have strawberries, and I might have a sandwich, and I'll have some of this, and could you make me mac and cheese? And <laughs> and I'm, where are you putting it all? I just he eats he, like I say, he would eat more than twice what I do, easily. So that that's been um, yeah, astounding. So with you and work, exercise. exercise. Well, we're doing that as well. He's incredibly active, so. He's, um, we, we have Nerf Wars, so we okay. each take a Nerf gun and there's a lot of activity jumping over furniture and so on here hiding because we don't want to be shot with a Nerf bullet. Um, we also do hide and seek, but we get out in our park okay. as well. So he rides his bike and uh, we take the dog out for a walk and we go out in the park and play football and so on. So we're able to do that. Are you allowed to go, you're allowed to exercise, but are you allowed to go to the park and play? Uh... No, the park is closed in Singapore now. So a couple of weeks ago it was open, but not anymore because of the escalating situation with the number of infections. Um, so people that go out for exercise, if you're doing your exercise, so you're cycling and you're running, you're okay, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you're walking, like if you're walking your dog and all those things, you are required to wear a mask. Um, so as you can imagine, the weather here is relatively warm. With a face mask that's cloth, it's actually quite hard to breathe. <laughs> I imagine that would be quite uncomfortable. Do you, yeah, so when you go out yeah. for a walk, how long do you go for? For myself, I don't go out you know, walking for a very long time because for me, my exercise is really around doing yoga. Ah, so I'm a okay. yoga practitioner, so I've done it for a long time. So that is part of my daily routine inside the house. Um, so it, it does help me in terms of, um, in some way, coping with the change with mm -hmm. the COVID-19 because the daily routine for me is morning yoga and meditation. So that helps me focus better for the day. And it definitely boosts my energy level. And as you can imagine, with more oxygenated cells and a clearer focus for the day ahead, I generally feel a lot more relaxed and I have less things to worry about. So even I have a big meeting at work that particular day, I can still stay relatively relatively calm and, and kind of focus on, you know, what I wanted to do and how do I conclude on my day. So um, it, it is a big help for me from a stress level perspective. Excellent. Um, it allows me to face my day with a much more positive approach. So I would encourage all your listeners while listening on the show to think about, you know, um, kind of building out that routine themselves. Absolutely. Meditation, stretching, simple exercise, but 
routine and, and get your mind clear at the beginning of the day, in the morning, it helps you a long way for the whole day. Is that something you would and normally do? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Is that something yeah, you normally um, do? So you've always done that and you've just kept that as part of your routine whilst you're in self-isolation? Yes. Yes. I normally do this as well, but I, when I have to go to work sometime, I will have to skip it in between because, you know, you have to... You don't get yourself ready to go to work and all the other stuff. So now I don't have to go to work anymore. I kind of be able to balance that even better. So um, I find it really, really helpful um, for me. So I'm hoping that whoever's listening to the podcast will kind of start to think about how do they want to plan their days as well. Um, so that they can stay a little more relaxed and they can better manage their anxiety as well. I mean, that restlessness, anxiety uh, are quite common these days for all of us. Something we've talked um, about just, quite extensively in other podcasts has been maintaining a routine that is normal for you. Mm-hmm. So if you normally get up at 6.30 in the morning and you do half an hour of meditation to maintain that, even if you are working from home, and to maintain you know, your meal times and, and your sleeping pack because that's what your body is set into is that equilibrium. So... That's, that's a great tip. That's an absolute great tip that you've given. And I, I applaud yes. you for that. I was going to ask you about how your time management normally is, but it sounds like you're normally pretty good, but sometimes you fall off the wagon there with having to, to cram <laughs> yoga in during the day. So are you finding that you're, you have more time on your hands with not having to travel to work? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you're, you're I, happy. I do. So you're happy to work so at that... home by the sound of it. Yes, in some way. The, the one thing that I do need is a bit of a back to what we talked about, social interaction. Yeah. Um, you know, we are all humans. We are, we are social animals. Right now, you, you know, you are being taken away, that social interaction. Um, you can't go for a coffee anymore. Yes, you can still see that person on your phone, on your laptop, but that, I guess, is not quite the same. You're doing it in your environment rather than another environment, which is... That's, I was talking to my accountant the other day, and he's in Brisbane, in, um, up, on our, up in, in the Queensland, Northern States there. He, um, he was saying that the cafe that he always buys coffee from in the morning, he said they charge a little bit more for coffee because you can sit out and, and watch the river view and just all the beautiful the palm trees and everything. And he said, now you sort of take your coffee and you just walk out onto the street and go, I just need to go home now. So he said, yeah, there's no... He said he feels like they shouldn't charge as much because they're not getting... The ambience, and, and I said, well, you could make coffee at home, really. <laughs> but he's trying to maintain that. He goes out for a walk every morning. He's always done that. Yeah. And normally he comes back and he sits in the cafe and he has breakfast and a coffee and then he goes to where he works from home as well. He works So he works for a Melbourne-based business but works in Brisbane. So he's used to working remotely and hopping yeah. on a plane and coming down here once a month for a couple of days. So he's used to the remote working. What he's not used to is enjoying that morning ritual of, a walk followed yeah. by breakfast in a cafe. So, um, but he's still doing the walk, which is which is a good part, a good thing for it. So, um, as a general rule, do you can like do you, do you consider yourself an anxious person, or are you genuinely because you you're a yogi, so you're probably just on top of everything, I would imagine. I am at least hoping I'm on top of everything. <laughs> you can tell us the Not truth. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's another Doing good tip. <laughs> I want my listeners to hear that. I say this all the time. We are human. You can 
put the yeah. best practices in place, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be right 100% of the time. And sometimes we will have bad days because you are human. So sometimes it's yeah. a bit harder. Yeah, and to be able to live with that imperfection in your life. Absolutely. And, and to be able to accept that as well, I think that's, that's the key thing. That's that's wonderful. We should we definitely instill that in Laurel. For those of you that haven't seen the um, the interview, I did an interview with my good friend, long friend Laurel, um, who's in Melbourne CBD at the moment, and she's she's quite anxious about the as we all are about the the viral threat. Um, although it does feel at the moment, as you were saying before, not to become complacent because it does feel like there's much less of a threat than there was three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, we were all fairly panicked. Now it's calmed down quite a bit but we still have a long way to go but is there anything that you find that raises your anxiety levels more like if you hear about somebody that you know that is tested positive or is it that you you watch the tight or listen to the tightening of restrictions and think this is going the wrong way and and fear what might happen I mean at this point touch wood there isn't any cases um, the friend of mine that I shared with you earlier, um, when my friend's father passed away, that was a very unfortunate um, event. But beyond that, my immediate family, friends, everybody else feels safe. So um, it, that that hasn't been any those kind of anxiety anxiety that kind of hit me. Um, in terms of reading the news, I guess um, I was reading something the other day about infodemic. As much as there is a pandemic that's going on, but there is also an infodemic that is going on because news is just get circulated so so you know widely and and in a way that sometimes is a little out of control. So um, I do constantly remind myself not to overreact when I read something. So where um, do you, you take... always have to take it oh, with a perspective? Yeah. Where do you take most of your like? Where is your trusted news source? Um, for sure, not CNN. <laughs> not from the US. <laughs> I can't understand why. I don't. I don't. <laughs> All right. Okay. I hope no no American is listening to this podcast. <laughs> we actually we actually have quite a big following in the US. I have to tell you, we have more American listeners than we do Australian. But they they might very well feel exactly the same way that you do about CNN. So. Uh, and it's it is the same here. I I picked up a post this morning on a Facebook page, a parenting Facebook page, and they'd put this article up with a picture of two children playing, and the headline was, "I'm sending my child back to school, and I don't care what anyone thinks." And it's clickbait, and it's written by the marketing department, not an actual person, and it was to create this whole angst amongst parents going, you can't send your child back and I think that this and, and I'm an essential worker and I don't want the And it just to create this air of anger and, and dialogue amongst parents. And I thought, this is wrong. Like, this is what's creating a lot of the issues here. Exactly. So who exactly. do you go to? So if you want to know what's going on, do you listen to a podcast? that? Because I listen to like a podcast about viruses. I listen to TWIV this week in virology. That's where I learn about the virus? Yeah, for me, at where I am, one of the sources that I always go to is Channel News Asia. Okay. That is a, that's a news coming from Singapore. I find that news to be fairly balanced. I also listen to a podcast. I cannot remember the guy's name right now. A guy is from the UK. 
So he does a podcast, a very simple podcast, and he started since the beginning of the pandemic, when the, all the European government wasn't reacting to the the issue to the virus, and he started that that podcast. I thought what he has was pretty balanced and neutral. Um, so that was the guy that I follow as well. Um, Financial Times, I find them okay as well. I do follow the Australian news as well, which gives a very interesting perspective. I'm coming from <laughs> Australia, so that's very kind. <laughs> that was a kind way of putting that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that because this is an Australian podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of the news sources here, I have seen them rehash things and, again, create fear. There was a, uh, a headline came up on my phone that said, um, scientists discover that virus um, mutates. And I'm like, viruses have always mutated. And, and it puts a negative connotation, whereas we actually know that this virus is more likely to mutate to a positive because it needs a host to be able to spread it. And so it needs to not kill the host. So it will mutate so that it can survive. But they, the headline grabbing is to create fear, that it's mutating and it's going to kill everybody and it's going to, oh, you know, we're going to, and although Laurel is looking for zombies, she's really wanting zombies to come out of this. So um, she's a great love of zombies. So, so perhaps she will get her way. But, um, but it's, yeah, so do you find that when you do feel anxious, you'll move away from the media that sensationalizes everything? Mm, yes, I, I do. When you know when that news gets, but to your point, like people love those sensationalized kind of headlines. Um, I guess it's human nature. It's really a bit of a human nature. So if I do feel myself get a little affected, this is where meditation helps because it does keep your mind clearer um, when you look at something. So I will then take myself out take myself out from the news, I switch off my phone, I go do something else and you know, I go cook myself lunch so that I can come back. But um, yeah, we all need to be a little more cautious when we read news these days. The the infodemic is it can be as, as bad as the pandemic itself. Um, we don't want to run, in, run into a situation that you get killed because of you're so scared and all the other stuff that emotionally you break down before the virus gets to you, That's which I right. think is quite unfortunate. Yeah. That's very, very well put. That was, that was very well articulated. That's wonderful advice. It's true. We are in this for the long haul. It's not going to go away. Yes. This is, we yep. are actually, I, I keep correcting myself when I say we're in the midst of a pandemic. We're not. We're at the early, in the early stages of a pandemic. This is going to go along for a long period of time. And I suppose the faster you can find those processes that you can cope with in your apartment, which is if it's doing yoga and meditation in the morning or before bed or whatever it is or, or as many times as you need it or reading a book or taking yeah. yourself out for that walk or whatever it is, if that's what it does that keeps you feeling centred, relaxed and in control, then... Um, because really, at the end of the day, we can control our thoughts, but there's not much else we have any control over at the moment. Yes, you're absolutely right, Kathleen. I cannot agree more. So hopefully your listener will take this and kind of digest it and, and internalize it, uh, that every, everybody will be able to, to deal with this and cope with this a lot better. And do you know what I love? This is going to be a long haul. What I've loved about this is that you're in a totally different country that has 
very different way of life, a di very different way of living, but you still think the same, exactly the same. Yeah. Nothing is any different yep. in the thinking, the feeling, the emotions. Doesn't matter if you're in the US watching CNN or if you're <laughs> in Australia um, with some type of sensationalist um, Facebook page for parents. It doesn't matter what country you're in. The fear is the same. This virus does not know your nationality. It is not aware of it. It's not aware of your yeah. living situation. It's not aware of how much you earn. And pandemic, this they call it a pandemic because it is a global pandemic that's affecting everybody, regardless of where you live, yeah. how you live. But you are coping with it exactly how I would suggest people do. So I give you a round of applause for that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, because to your point, we are all humans, regardless yeah. of your background, your ethnicity. Um, there's only one race that's called human race, and, and this virus doesn't discriminate, which is very interesting. Although it does, about. it does seem to dislike men more than women. So I don't <laughs> right. know what it knows. We, we, we are women, so it's okay, Kathleen. You and I are same. <laughs> it's a female virus, I think. It's a female virus. So I just every time I look at the stats, I'm like, what are these men doing? But we will have to check back in with you in a couple of months' time and see how things are going, if that's all right with you. And, and, um, Absolutely. Be happy to come back to the show and, and talk to you and talk to your listeners as well. And hopefully we get to a much better state, better as in normal, but it will be a new normal. That's right. Um, Not normal, something new. We're calling yeah. it, I, I spoke to a friend today new that said normal. we're going to call it, uh, what did he call it? Um, normal 2.0 was what he called it so it's a new version of normal yes. for all of us but um but if you have any questions that you would like to ask we chan by all means email or myself you can email uh, me at sky um oh, what are we even called sky wellbeing center at uh bigpond.com which i'll put in the in the bio as well and um a link to if you're watching this on YouTube I'll put a link to the audio podcast and also vice versa if you're listening to the audio podcast a link to the YouTube video but thank you so much for your time we chaired it was wonderful to talk to you as always and um, thank you Kathleen we might have to get you to lead Lovely us off talking. in a yoga in a yoga class in time to come you can keep us all calm with yoga <laughs> I love why yoga. not the, the new normal 2.0 including virtual yoga you've made me feel <laughs> guilty because I, I was doing Oh, Pilates. I do Pilates every day. A oh, mixture of yoga and Pilates. I was doing it every day, and I haven't been doing it. So I. <laughs> but that's been. You have to get back to that. It, it is I a know. wonderful exercise. I, I like Pilates as well, but I don't do that very often. But I would encourage everybody to do some form of stretching, exercise, and something to focus your mind on. Um, that will help. I notice it being confined in the house. I've noticed how tight my muscles have gotten. Oh, we've lost Richie. No, she's coming back. We've lost you back. Oh, yes, yes. We lost you for a second. We lost you. Went to your wonderful, beautifully <laughs> uh, presented profile pic. Um, but I've noticed how stiff I feel, how, how I'm not moving the same. But I find it very hard to do yoga and Pilates when you have a child and a dog. I get out the mat. And I get joined by the dog is underneath my legs or next to me. And I'm trying to, I, I spend most of my time with one hand out, pushing the dog aside and the other one saying to my son, just stay there for a second. Just, just, just let me. So it's, it's not really relaxing. It's more of a, um, I, I should do it at night, probably for me when everyone's in better sleep and yeah, 
Yeah. Can send yeah. the dog. But to... it'd be harder when you have families and your your pet running around. But do whatever you can. I think that's most important in in this current time that you're dealing with a different ways of life. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think that's excellent advice. Well, we'll let you go now because it's just about uh, you're what two hours behind us, so it's dinner time. So you can go and cook something yes, nutritious about, and delicious yeah. for dinner. <laughs> and uh, and I'm sure we will we will catch up soon. So thank you everyone thank you, for joining. Thank you, thank you everyone for thank joining you. us Take on the. Take care, everybody. Yes, and we'll we'll see you on the next podcast. But don't forget to check into the other episodes because we've got some equally wonderful um, interviews with other people from all over the place, and uh, but how we're we're dealing with this wonderful pandemic that we're experiencing. So have a great day, everybody. <music>